Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Sean Combs is a great entrepreneur. He is probably going out in history as one of the greatest entrepreneurs in American history from my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a great entrepreneur. First, a lot of people don't know, he started as a businessman. He, you know, they, people know him as an artist and a fashion icon and so on and so forth. But his first role in the entertainment business was as an owner, you know, first as an A&R, you oh, know, right. at, at Uptown That's Records, right. but then, uh, you know, ultimately as an owner of Bad Boy Records. He was not an artist when he first uh, owned Bad Boy Records. Yeah. So from there, from you know where he took that company alone as a as an entrepreneur was incredible and would go down in history in and of itself. But then to one of the things I say I was really super fortunate to experience, and this is something that you know is part of the American dream experience is to see businesses go from an idea, from like sketches on a table to like a real business with hundreds of employees, with hundreds of million dollars in sales, and like not just once. Like I started like three, four times over. Mm-hmm. Literally like things being sketched out. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. How the clothes gonna look? What's the TV network gonna look like? You know, how, how what are the segments we want, you know, on, on a 24 hour day, what's that gonna look like? Going from that, you know, from an idea to actually happening. And that's a phenomenal, incredible thing. Really difficult to do, and to do it you know, three or four times over in a big way like, uh, you know, Sean Combs did is really 
unprecedented and, and we're not talking set like yourself a apart. huge time frame. We're talking like twenty years. He's he's done this four times. Absolutely, he's, he's still, got, still got still got still got more, some more to, to come go. too, right? Yeah. So this is these are the years where most executives are really just getting in the groove and 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 creating uh, great uh, great ideas. Um, so here, here's what. So I will say he is rarefied air as an entrepreneur. So you have to understand that first. So it's not it's it's not by accident. It's not you know luck. It's you know he has great instincts. He has great instincts. Uh, he has great negotiating instincts. He has great instincts of the marketplace, right? So essentially, what uh, Puff purposefully created was a whole new category, which you know I call and we call urban aspirational. That category really didn't exist, right? So, and off of that category, if you really think about everything he created, so it started with the music, mm -hmm. and everybody would talk about the shiny suits and this, that, and the other, but he showed you lifestyle that no one ever thought about it other than in a comedic way showing, you know, for for the hip-hop community. He showed you private jet lifestyle, lifestyle, jet ski lifestyle, Good. and it all was purposeful about this narrative around... You know, we can aspire to these great things. Sean John was totally about aspirations. It was like, I want clothes that feel like you're rich, that you're wearing. I want, you know, at this time he had, you know, he had felt, you know, Gucci and all these other brand names on him. And he's like, I want Sean John to feel like that on the consumer. And I want it to fit them right. And they, they're going to feel like, you know, a million bucks when they put it on. So he created a whole category once again. Just a rare thing for anybody to do. And he parlayed that category into different consumer products groups from, from clothing to, um, uh, to then spirits, uh, you know, to, to even how he approached uh, his television work and, uh, you know, and, and, and many other different consumer products categories that he got involved in, including water and, and, and other things. So, Aquahydrate. Operators, yeah. so, we're on camera, so you can see it. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that so, but but a couple of things I would say. This is really I think unique about uh, someone like myself working with him. Uh, I'm there to be the analytical person to, and to do everything I learned. Right, it's like do valuation models, and for all of my fellow MBAs and so on. Like when you get a, around someone like a Sean Combs or Sean Carter or whatever, don't think you have to lose the skill set that you're supposed to be bringing to the table. In fact, trust that skill set because it's really important and it's important for you to bring that to the table. But I would say what I learned is that um, there is something important about instinct. There is something important about celebrity and there is something important about, um, you know, knowing knowing your value and being able to walk away from a deal. So I would say one of the great things that Sean was able to always do in almost any deal I was involved in him with is I would set the range and say, okay, we're going to the room. If we get this deal to around this level, you know, if we get it to like 15 million, that's a really good deal. We really should do it, right? Mm -hmm. If it's below that, we can, you know, maybe we want to keep negotiating, you know, whatever. So many a times I've been in the room and we get to the 15 and I'm like, I'm smiling, I'm happy, <laughs> like smiling on the inside. And he's, and you know, and he's just, he'll look at him like, 
Yeah, all right, well, I don't think we're going to have a deal today. You know, y'all just don't really know my value. Thanks very much. I talked to you later. I'm like, kicking. I'm like, what are you doing? We got, we got to our number, you know what I mean? But yeah. he was like, I could look in their eyes and know they wanted to do more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, knew, um, I know they are not leaving here without doing this deal. But, like I said, everyone's not an entrepreneur. That takes guts. And to instinct. walk away from some of the numbers we would walk away from, uh, and say no to that he would walk away from and say no to takes a lot of guts and belief in yourself and he and that was part of how he approached deals he never went into a deal like I gotta have this deal he never went into anything with desperation and some of that is about planning so anything you saw Sean Combs and Bad Boy do it had been in the works for years I wasn't involved in anything that didn't take 12 to 24 months it had been in the work for years. So none of these are like knee-jerk. Like one of the bad places to be as an athlete or an entertainer is where you have to make decisions to survive, right? Survival decisions versus you've mapped out a course. Like, you know, Sean was very strategic about when am I going to be in the spirits business? I know I'm going to be there at a certain point, but I want to build my brand of celebration and I want to build, build my brand of aspiration enough so that when I get to the spirits business, I can create a brand that sits at a certain price point, that stands for a certain thing, and that will be presented the right way. So these things were orchestrated, you know, years in advance before we uh, got into the businesses. And then negotiating the deals, to negotiate the deal you really want sometimes takes a long time. And means you're gonna to have to have a lot of patience, a lot of faith in yourself. People are gonna to come to you many times and say, "All right, do this deal now, or we're walking away." And you may have to say, "All right, walk away." No, you're worth. Right. No, you're and worth. I mean, that was him. He was great at that, uh, but also great at just identifying opportunities. We talked about it earlier. Identifying white space mm. in the spirits industry. That the, the success of Ciroc was all about identifying the white space. There was no premium uh, alcohol that our community could call their own. Right. They were like running to the Great Gooses, all these other brands that really didn't want us as customers. Mm -hmm. And he uh, he knew there was a, 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 a just a huge white space. So how, how did the Ciroc deal even come about, right? Because at that time we saw a lot of people, well, mostly, I felt like Bad Boy and Rockefeller were going back and forth, right? They had Rockaway, Sean John. Um, shout out to John John. I love the Fifth Avenue. That was like I'll fade the crawling line. Like we were on that Fifth Avenue all the time, right? <laughs> um, but you know they were coming out with Armadale, and I remember Ludacris had came out with an alcohol. And was what was the idea to create your own or partner with a company that was already existing? How did that deal come about? So the deal um, was with Diageo, and uh, they had done a couple of things with uh, Bad Boy and Sean, and just loved the results. So I think I, I'm not even sure what the laundry list of things were, but whether they were events, parties, everything they did, you know, uh, you know, Puff just over-delivered to, you know, in a way that they were like, we really want to be in business with. with mm -hmm. So honestly, the initial conversations were a range of things. You know, we could start our own product, we could develop something from scratch, um, and, and or anything. Like, what do you want to do type of thing, right? We just need to have so, so I think the biggest thing uh, that happened was they had this product, this... Um, uh, this product that they said, you know, look, we just launched this. It's not, it really hasn't done much. You know, what do you think about it? Mm -hmm. And um, he thought it could work for him, basically. So we ended up going going down that path. Yeah. And that was the first product. The next product 
was he always did want to create something from scratch. And the next product was the tequila product, De Leon, De Leon tequila, which yeah. uh, was was an acquisition, but again, was totally driven by something he wanted to do and something he had vetted out and wanted to launch. Yeah, when I when I read like the history of, of like Ciroc, I, um names like Nick Storm come up, <laughs> and um, I know he was part of the hypnotic movement. Yes, and then was is he part of was he part of the team originally that was the acquisition part with, with uh, Ciroc? Yeah, he was in day one at the acquisition level, but I think immediately, you know, he was on that list of people we need, like, day two <laughs> to go, you know, promote the brand. Yeah, uh, and, and, I mean, I think that another thing, and I'm not going to give away all the secrets because I know the book is coming. <laughs> the book is coming. Uh, the book is coming for sure. But another thing, you know, uh, you know, Sean was always focused on was... Um, not playing fair. So how do I use my celebrity to catapult something mm. in a unique way? How do I do things that other people can't do uh, to catapult my brands uniquely? And that was the approach with, uh, you know, with Ciroc is that I have to really own the lifestyle and I'm going to do it, you know, unfairly. I'm going to go get every celebrity friend I have, every, but not only that, but every lifestyle uh, person in each market, you know, who's the, the person on the radio, uh, who's the receptionist that just knows everybody, mm -hmm. who are the party throwers in each market. I'm going to go lock all of them down, create ambassadors, create, you know, the Ciroc DJs, you know, create um, Ciroc Ciroc girls, Ciroc 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 boys, Ciroc 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 girls, Ciroc girls. How am I going to lock down the lifestyle? It's like the, they turned from the 90s era of making the million dollar video to the 60 second commercial that feels like the million dollar video. So he's in the helicopters. He's like James Bono, like Shaggy likes to call him Black Caesar. Like, <laughs> well, most of these commercials. It's yeah. like, yeah, if we drink Ciroc, we can have that lifestyle too. So like, yeah, he's a genius, man. Yeah, Shaggy did he, man. That's, that's why I call him Black Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just embodies that whole vibe. <laughs>